Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode to the Ice Cream Social Podcast. As you can tell, we finally have a guest here. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, <laughs> we finally have a guest here. So once again, hosted here by Allie and Ty. Hi. Or sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Whatever. I call it you Ty. Matter at this point. <laughs> I call you Ty? Yeah. Sure. I think we're close enough you can call me Ty. Yes. I have said the story, though, that like some like strangers call me that or people I don't mm. know well enough call me that. It's weird. <laughs> like I used to work with a dude. He'd come up and, hey, Ty, how you doing? I'm like, Neh. just like that chills kind of thing. But you're cool enough, I think, you can call me Ty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. Yeah, that's reserved for family. So, Tyler, do you want to introduce your guests? Yeah, let's do it. So this gentleman sitting to my right, I'm sure it's flipped on the TV screen. But anyway, I used to work with this gentleman back in the movie theater. This man still is working at the theaters. I've kind of moved on to bigger things. But this guy's holding it down here at the number one theater in Texas. Um, you know, at times, yes. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm thinking more, like, bigger. I'm yeah. trying to get nationally. Fair enough. So... But yeah, I would say number one. In Top ten in nationally. For sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, this gentleman, his name is Robert, and he is the host of not one, not two, but three podcasts now. Spin off, two spinoffs two spin- and one main okay. show, yeah. That so, is so cool. It's one podcast <laughs> under one umbrella, but he's got, you know, a bunch of irons in the fire here. And I'm going to kind of hand it off to him to give you a little bit of a, reca- or a summary of what he does. Uh, what's up, guys? First of all, I want to thank you guys so much for inviting me. It's nice to be on the other end of the spectrum on this. Um, <laughs> most of my shows are run solo. You know, every now and then I'll bring people on. Um, it's 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 a you know it's a grind to do that on, on your mm-hmm. own. I know it's kind of a little bit easier when you got a partner. So um, I'm I'm excited to be on here. Um, yeah, again, just ready for any questions, of course, any topics, yeah. pop culture, whatever, whatever it is you yeah. have in store for me today. I'm, Cool. So, of course, we have, of, of our course, our tradition, which is the ice cream. So, of course, I am rocking Rocky Road today. And then, Robert, you have your favorite ice cream. I got cookies and cream. Cookies nice. and cream. Why yeah. is cookies and cream your favorite? Um. Well, you know, for starters, like, I I love the sweets, but also I've got, a, you know, very sensitive teeth. So okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very, like, reserved on what I eat on, yeah. on this stuff. So, if it is, it's every now and then, but... Uh, can go wrong with Oreos and that's right. Yep, that's right. I'm glad you made the exception. So I appreciate for this. Yeah, what do you cream. have? I have strawberry uh, cheesecake. What? I wanted to mix it up. Wow. And throw it on there. It kind of reminds me of like the when you used to get like the ice cream truck go through the neighborhood and those yeah. the, 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 the strawberry cheesecake bars. Right, right. Jelly. That's what it tastes like. I'm so jelly. I need to branch out and try yeah. something like that. The cheesecake. This. Well, see, like don't branch out too far. I'll say that because like some there's some wild flavors out there and like some what? are amazing and some are terrible. Like there's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich one that okay. I had. I think it was like last year. It was really good. And then I bought one. It was a, the was it the dos de leche. Yes. And it was so oversweet, man. Like, sweet. I, I did, like, two okay. bites of it, and I couldn't yeah. do it in ice cream Well, ATB's doing that. Like, they're branching out on doing, like, all these, like, yeah, they have, other like, traditional, hot chocolate you know, yeah, ice cream, ice creams yeah. I'm bringing out. But they're, some of them are way too overpowering, too sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Now that we got the uh, ice cream talk out of the way, our second question we have for you is another tradition here on the show, and that is, what are you wearing? So, guest first. So, I, I mentioned liking the cookies and cream, but I'm also just, by general, just, I'm very vanilla. Okay. So, I, if I'm not at work, uh, I'm usually just, like, in jeans and a, either a wrestling-themed t-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, anything movie-related, or, as you can see right now, I'm rocking a Tom Brady TB12. Uh, this says TB12-1K, so this is in honor of when Tom Brady ran for 1,000 yards yeah. in his career, but you know who Tom Brady is. He's a quarterback. He's not a running back, so... The, the shirt's kind of like 
a joke, kind of a right. running joke, but still an accomplishment. So, um, yeah, just very, very plain. So. Yeah. And see, uh, we'll just we'll do this real quick because I do want to get into that because you know this whole podcast is about fandoms and yes. you being a Tom Brady fan mm. here in South Central Texas, I'm sure is it's weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. So I think that we have quite a bit of fans yeah. of Tom Brady. Well, yes and no. The people that so. say they're fans but not fans. But I will move on to you, Ali. What are you wearing today? So I am wearing my Legend of Zelda shirt. Yeah, nice. I just got this from Hot Topic, so I the figure I was like, I gotta continue the nerdum. So that's right. Why not a classic? That's you know, the classic of the all things. The classic, yeah. exactly. So, what and about you? I am wearing, in honor of our guest and his uh, love for movies, a Step Brothers button-up shirt from <laughs> Roosevelt.com. Right? right, com, right? Yeah. Thank you. It's one of those ones that you might not notice right away, but when you do, you know. Sure. So uh, this is a shirt I got off of a website called Roosevelt.com, and it has all of the wonderful the- uh, scenes from the movie. And um, other than that, I just feel I love this shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts. <laughs> what about the hat? What's... Oh, the hat? It is a uh, CD Projekt Red hat. This is the studio that created games like The Witcher mm-hmm, and Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their 20th anniversary this year. So oh. I decided to kind of rock that hat in nice. celebration. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead and start off with yeah. the first question? All right, moving on. So, again, this this episode is mainly predominantly about Robert here and his fandoms and basically what he's done to express those fandoms. And like we would mentioned at the top of the show, podcasts. So, um, first off, let's start with what are you a fan of and why? Uh, so, it's twofold for me. First is obviously professional wrestling. Um, I guess reasons for why I'm <laughs> such a huge fan of it. It's and even up until now, is it's kind of like the last thing remaining of my childhood. Sure. I can hang on. Like, I'm still like a little kid on the inside when I watch it. Now, I mean, I, I see it through a different lens. You know, mm-hmm. storytelling, kind of like the same with the movies, you know. Yeah. Yes. You know, watching wrestling is no different than watching, like, a comic book movie. So I, I yeah. get really, not frustrated, but when people are like, you know, wrestling's fake, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know, you're not, you know, the Avengers aren't real, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it's, it's the same concept. You know, there's storytelling, there's characters. Mm-hmm. Um, only it's just with real people doing yeah. the, you know, the athletic moves or whatever you, you call it. So, yeah. And, I mean, um, it's like on a weekly basis too. There's these, the wrestling sure. shows, the you know, soap they opera. Have, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people gloss over the fact what goes into it. Yeah. You have like eight months to make a movie, but these guys are out here basically telling a story week by week and it's sure. exactly live. there's an, it's an inter- entertainment that you can literally watch it every week, yeah. like, you know, every weekend or whatever, you know, or go out with your family and, you know, celebrate, you know, it's something that yeah. you can do all the time. Yeah, and I'm such a historian with it. Um, you know, I'm always watching old stuff to try to go back and learn, but also just just to relive a lot of the great memories it's given me throughout the years. So that's like my number one love, and I can I can go hours talking about that stuff. Um, so is there a difference? I, I have a question on this one because I never grew up watching wrestling, mm-hmm. but I did know a little bit about lucha, mm-hmm. the lucha libres or whatever stuff like that. Because uh, I have my, all my cousins from Mexico, they love that stuff, and they go to the shows all the time. Is there a difference? Uh, it's a little bit more of a faster pace style. I can't say I'm very knowledgeable on the topic, and specifically mm-hmm. coming from like South Texas, I'm from Laredo, so mm-hmm. there's a yeah. bunch of that down there as we head towards Mexico, and yeah. they even have wrestling promotions down there, and uh, I remember once younger going to a show like that, and it's just more faster pace. It's more gymnastic style. Yeah, it's okay. more like, acrobatic. You know, like yeah. yeah, more yeah. Very acrobatic. Okay, yeah. I can. I see that. I see the difference. So, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, definitely, gotcha. definitely different paces of but storytelling. Like to I guess to capitalize on her question is like the the characters themselves. Like they're as big as WWE. I mean, like you have your John Cena, and he's a character, obviously. Or yes. like your Undertaker. 
And of course, when it comes to like the luchadors, they're their own character, and it's right. you know they embody that yeah. night in and night out. Probably the biggest one would be maybe you've heard the name Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Rey Mysterio and I have the same birthday, so that's oh, okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> her birthday. And so. I think he's he's one of the most important ones because he crossed over from the luchador and made it really mainstream mm. and brought it over to like America and and getting it seen on television. And even till now, like he's still a character on the show today. And yeah. he can still go, and he's like, I mean, he's pretty old. I'm not sure on his age, but uh, he has been doing it for a while, and that's yeah. one of the big reasons why that style of wrestling is kind of now the mainstream. Yeah, it's not really like the Hulk Hogan's or even the John Cena, where it was more power based. Uh, it's just very more acrobatic, and I, I'm into that too. But I'm also still like that old school guy that loves storytelling, loves you yeah. know when a wrestler beats on a guy's leg and is just going through <laughs> it throughout the match and the. The good guy has to overcome, you know, right. just things like that. So yeah, I used to I used to watch wrestling a lot with my grandpa uh, when he was he was living here and still still around. Uh, my dad and I would always come over every Monday and watch Raw, yeah. and that was right around the. Uh, I think it was it was around the time when I think it was Kane was on SmackDown. And it was the whole May nineteenth thing. Oh, I don't know gosh. if you remember that. I, or like, I, yeah, I, there's <laughs> stuff that I like to block out, but unfortunately. <laughs> I do remember a lot of the bad. Yeah. St- well, maybe you or, may have liked yeah. it, but oh, it was terrible. But you know, the the Umanga versus Cena. So oh, do yeah. You, yeah, that was cool. Do you have a favorite? Of all time, if we're talking character, and just relate relatability mm-hmm. and how awesome and just larger than life, there was nobody bigger to me during my time than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Uh, the 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 really first anti-hero wrestler. Mm-hmm. Where you know just gave the finger to the authority and would challenge the boss, and that was one. Of, I think that was one of the reasons, and I've mentioned this on my show. That was one of the reasons why I think wrestling exploded, like in the late '90s, with a character like that. Because who 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 can't relate to like right. the established, yeah, and, yeah, like, the blue collar worker, and you know not taking it anymore. Only the difference was that he could beat the crap out exactly. of his boss, and, and we couldn't yeah. do that. We lived vicariously through that. So, in terms of of character, him. Uh, Wrestling-wise, Bret the Hitman hard. Okay. You know, um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm more like that submission style, technical wrestling. You know, I also grew up liking Shawn Michaels, who's from here. Um, so many different types of wrestling. Chris Jericho, who's still doing it today. And I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of like people that reinvent themselves and evolve. And he's probably the best one that can speak on that, doing it for 30 plus years and still being at the top of his game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very nice. Few of my favorites. I think nice. my favorite, and of course, like I haven't, I didn't watch it as much as you know in my youth. I mean, I did catch a couple like Attitude Era and whatnot, but uh, CM Punk was my favorite. Oh, and that was just because like he became, he's like a comic book nerd. Well, for sure. I mean, yeah. he wrote like a couple of Marvel yeah, yeah. comics at one point too. It's so, like seeing this dude who's like obviously in a way better shape than I am, but like hey, that dude's like a comic nerd. And he's over there like getting in the ring and holding it on with some of these you know quote unquote jocks. You know, kind of like that personality. So I love that. And that's yeah. the thing about this generation of wrestlers, and I think you could probably relate more to them because they're all about the twitch and yes. and all that stuff. So there's, I got introduced to that. Not that I know how to run a twitch or anything like that, but a lot of the wrestlers that I do follow have like their own twitches and are into the video games. And you know, you know, back then in the '80s, '90s, it was about tough guys yeah. and you know well, I think now like everybody's has embraced their the the nerdum the, the, nerd-um, yeah. the culture because yeah, I think back then we, were, we used to get you know picked on and you know <laughs> bash for it and all that stuff and now it's like everybody's just embracing it and now it's a thing it's like it's it's a it's a con popular yeah. thing out there even now I mean yeah. not wrestling to an extent but yeah, like I remember same. back then like people say oh you're wrestling yeah you say like oh I watch WWE 
oh, cool, or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. really so much uh, hidden anymore. Well, that's, yeah. what I guess, my next question for you on the, the wrestling topic, and then definitely, um, as you can tell, we can go for hours talking about this, but I know you said you'd split it into two, but right. uh, my last wrestling question here is, like, how do you deal with people that do kind of have that snarky attitude when you say that, you know, I am someone of my age and I'm still tuning in every Monday night. Or they said that it's fake. Right. Mm. Again, I give them that whole, like, it's the same type of storytelling that you see in movies. Yeah. Like, it's really no different than that. But also, yeah. I, I I ask, like, well, have you ever, ever seen an episode or or whatever? You know, I like to, I don't like to gatekeep the stuff that I like. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, I would love it if everybody watched wrestling, right? I'm not one of those, like, now nah, this is my thing or, yeah. you know, yeah. nobody knows this world except me and... Oh, you don't you don't know John Cena? Like, you know, I'm not not one of those people. So, I mean, it's it's just more like introducing them and and why I like the thing that I like. You know, I mean, yeah. again, I'm confident in the things that I'm fans of. Uh, so you like, you deflect or not? Maybe deflect's not the right word, but like you take that hate and you say, well, let me educate you. Yeah. Let me show you. Let me show you. You know, and if you still hate it after that, then okay, you hate it. But other than that, like, let me show you why I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into this more, but that's kind of one of the things that. One of the things that people assume about me is that I, I'm a hater on the superhero oh, genre yeah. or any of that I stuff. I love But love what I hate is the gatekeeping, which there is a lot of yeah. that yeah. when it comes to that fan. I'm not saying everybody. Like, you know, there's a lot of good fans out there. But there's a lot of gatekeeping. And me, as a casual, like, I, if you could educate me, yeah. that's cool. Instead of being like, oh, like, you didn't know about this. You didn't know who Thanos was? Oh, and I'll tell you, I didn't know who Thanos was when the Avengers came out. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they, they did a pretty decent enough job of explaining it. But you still have those gatekeeper fans that are like, how could you not know? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, touching it real quick before we do dive into it later, like I, that's why I think I've enjoyed all my conversations with, with you is because like I'm the comic book fan and you're the casual, but I could, we could still have a conversation and I never have to be like, what do you mean you don't know who this dude who was only on page six, issue yeah. four, you know, kind of thing. Correct. You know, that's what, and I've always had these, and I always love like your Facebook response because you'll post a very middle of the road opinion mm. or a casual viewer's opinion on something and you see like you call them the marks like they come out <laughs> and they're just like you know you're gonna watch it and it's like yeah i'm gonna watch it because i'm a fan of movies like yeah. i'm not gonna watch it yeah. because i have to see that version of doctor strange well uh, yeah it's the same thing like me i like i'm not liking you know the trailers for she hulk um i really think she looks like shrek but anyways <laughs> But I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still gonna watch it. I'm st- I'm I'm still a fan of her, and I'm I'm gonna still watch the movie. And if it it finally pleases me, it will. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm seeing is just I when I see like Chi Hulk or anything Hulk, I think you know, like the original, like the first like Hulk that came out, or even yeah. the second you know version. I just think of that character. Yeah, you might actually like so. this. Her first original thought on the She Hulk was like, why didn't they get a wrestler to play her? Yes. I like, honestly okay. thought that like, t- why do you CGIing an actress when you have someone that already has that physicality? Right. Like yeah. the Lou Ferrigno of like the OG yes. Hulk. And I think a lot of it the reason why I'm 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 going into that is because I love when especially with female um superheroes, we don't have many, first mm-hmm. of all. We don't have that many movies of them. And a lot of girls or a lot of fans that are a fan of these characters, when these movies come out, I mean, they get super excited. They want to feel inspired and stuff like that, especially, I mean, when Wonder Woman came out, that was one, sure. of, one of the biggest things is, you know, to really please the crowd and please everybody, the girls, and get that inspiration and everything like that. With She-Hulk, I was hoping the same thing, especially right. in the fit community, because 
there's so many fit women, you know, that actually take her as an inspiration to, you know, look as fit as close as to her. Right. So that's why I, I was like, I wish they would have taken either a very physical model or someone in the wrestling genre or someone that, you know, would have been able to portray her. Wow, I'm trying to yeah. think of someone. And, and speaking of the female department, like wrestling-wise, sorry to turn it back to that, but no, there's a yeah. lot of, like, for me, WWE, the last couple of years, it's the female wrestling yeah. that's really been yes. the top of it. Exactly. You know, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Yes. And, like, I tuned in for them. Like, I like the guys, but it's like, no, the best stories right now are coming from the women. Well, I think um, it's it's definitely a departure from the bra and panty matches of, like, that. Oh, for still, sure. It's Lynn, just as... Lynn actual wrestling. Yeah, like, it's just as uh, engaging. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's way... I mean, I was a kid back then, so, of course, like, yeah. it's easy to fall for all that stuff. But, you know, you look in hindsight, it's like, man, when... It, why didn't they just let these girls wrestle from the start? Yeah. Even, like, there was hints of it with, like, Trish Stratus and Lita. But, you know, now we're seeing it on just such a global scale. And sometimes it's even better than the men. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. But, yeah, I'm trying to think in my mind who they could have picked for a She-Hulk as a wrestling-wise. I'm not sure. I would really have to think on it. But, yeah, that's definitely, you know, they could have made a more aspiring yes. choice. Yes. Or, you know, like, and I think Wonder Woman, they nailed it with, yes, with the actress. But, that, that yeah. is just me. Even though, and she still even got hate for, you know, the physical Being aspect. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I still think she did fantastic as, as Wonder Woman. I think I think stardom or star is a big quality, but I think that's one of the things that Marvel's really missing is getting, like, a, a big star behind one of your characters. Like, Gal Gadot, like, you know, you can say, like, well, who really was she, but... Did you watch the Fast and Furious Exactly, movies? yeah. She was awesome in that, and you know, yeah. she had done a couple of other small things. Well, but Like, to that, to counter that, the girl that's playing She-Hulk, I don't know how to say her name, but she's great. She's a phenomenal Where actress. Where is she from? She was in a show called Orphan Black. Okay. It was on BBC or WGN. It was one of those shows, but it was one of those things that, like, only a niche amount of people watched. Right. Uh, she was most recently in the Perry Mason uh, reboot show on HBO, okay. where she played someone opposite of him. But again, like you only know that that actress if you watch these shows. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she's not. I mean, yeah, Gal Gadot didn't have the the list, the resume behind her, but she had the one of the most biggest franchises in the world. I think she just has an still it going on. About yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta have the look too. She. Definitely has the look yeah. of Wonder Woman. Yeah, awesome. Well, real quick, before we get into all this, because obviously we have so much to talk about, and again, love having you here. Let's mm-hmm. go into your second fandom. Let's go back to you. Okay, <laughs> so there's wrestling, and then the other part of me is just, and you know, just going by what we've been talking about, movies is, yeah. is just like a big passion of mine, whether it comes to acting or the movies themselves, like just all, mm-hmm. all of it. You know, I still work in a movie theater after all these years. <laughs> That's probably one of the reasons why I'm still there is because, I can never let that part of me go. It's right. just it's a it's a huge thing for me. So I have a huge passion for it. I think it really stems from uh, my dad and you know the early days of the blockbuster night. You know, oh I mean, yes. I mean, gosh, yeah. My memory has gone a lot, so I don't really remember like my early days going to the theater and all and all that. But I definitely remember dad taking us to blockbuster. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I've always been a technical guy, so. When he got us the first DVD player, like before it was even a thing, mm-hmm. like, holy cow! <laughs> and the surround sound, and getting to discover all these different types of movie with like high definition picture, like it was just incredible. And, like, I, I, I'm still learning today. Yeah, I remember like seeing the the menu on a DVD, like mm-hmm. where you could see like the scene selection or bonus features. Yeah, just blew my mind. Yeah. And then, of course, the, like, the double, the two VHSs of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Yeah. We had that, and oh my gosh, yeah. like what a whole movie on yeah. a disc. Yeah. Like, just, 
It was wild. Yeah. So leading into the next question is, you know, these are your fandoms and you've obviously, you know, been a fan for a long time and you can count that. When did you decide to make a podcast? Well, me and my friend, my best buddy, uh, lives down in back in Laredo from where I'm from. Um, we, we did try to start one a few years ago. I say a few years ago, this might've been like 2013, almost coming up on 10 years. And we did a show and we have a good rapport and we're into all that stuff, the same wrestling and movies. And we did it and it had, we had a good feel for it, but I'm someone that likes to be consistent and committed to it. And, you know, obviously we have our lives and stuff gets in the way. So, you know, we weren't able to commit to that weekly. And so it eventually just faded away. I tried couple of different iterations of the podcast you know first you know not having any mics or anything well let me record it on my phone let me just mm-hmm. see what i sound like talking about topics for a bit so i did that and then realized i still had the mics when we started the original show and i was like you know what let me just go on if, if i'm gonna do something just do it like yeah absolutely that's my advice for anybody that's getting started on whether it's creating movies or a twitch or whatever just get put your content out there like your progression of it and you getting better at it will come as it goes, but just start doing stuff, you know? And I learned that from, I forgot who it was in terms of like making movies, like just go out there and shoot stuff. Even if yeah. you've got, you know, the iPhones are, you know, the cameras are just incredible these days. You can go out and create scenes. That's why you'll see me on my Facebook and I'll throw random movie scenes and I'm just reenacting, just, just doing it. Like, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. That, and I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because like it, I think I got an awakening on that is that I just recently, you know, I just started the Twitch. Of course, we started our podcast and it's something we actually put on hold for the longest time. And I was like, why are we holding? Why? Why are we like putting everything on hold? It's like, let's just do it. And it's mm-hmm. like finally like clicked and just finally clicked and it's like, just do it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's an awesome feel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So there was the recording of it and it's like, yeah. man, I don't have a logo. Cool. The logo came eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't got like the really right program to it. Cool. That came along easily. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll come as you go. So yeah. And you know, of course with you and the other folks we've talked to in the podcast community, everybody's so friendly with it. You know, they're like, Hey, if you have any advice, like you're, you yes. need any advice, let us know or any, like reach out with any questions. Like a couple of the folks that I've asked the podcast I listen to, like they're more than happy to help for and sure. share. So it really seems like a, you know, a welcoming community and something that just everybody, they yeah, all love they what are. they do. So, yeah. like mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper with this stuff. So if y'all ever have any questions, yeah. you know, when you, when I heard you were doing it, I was like, hell yeah, let's get an, one another person to, to do this. Yeah. The same mm-hmm. thing that I do. And, you know, I'm sure I'll ask you questions whenever I want to get into the video aspect of it. You know, yes. Can all learn from each other and we can all, the, the goal is to just get better and then just present the stuff that we love to talk about in, in the best yeah. way possible. So, so, like, so some of the challenges, I guess you would kind of like just mention, you know, is like just going from recording something on your phone to actually getting the mics. Yeah. And then, you know, how did you, did you kind of like, I guess, stumble your way through trying to figure out how to distribute it or did you? Um, just a lot of research, you okay. know, just, you know, even just watching a lot of YouTube, you can see what a lot of people do. You can search anything on YouTube. Yes, that's right. really yeah. true. How to do this <laughs> yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. You know, I even, I came, I had a car issue not too long ago. It's like, oh, how do you do this? And the, well, that's how a I, step by step. That's how I learned how to build armor for my costumes and all that there stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, just, YouTube's awesome. <laughs> a, lot of, yeah. a lot of that and just, you know, just going through the motions and just. Yeah. Yep. You know, obviously, right. you got to put some money into it, but, you know, it does. So, your main podcast is about movies? It's movies, movie reviews, okay. you know, any type of news that involves pop culture. I yep. even include music, you know, even though I don't really go into that too often. But just anything really in that bubble, 
Okay. And then your spinoffs? Spinoffs. And this I got the idea from my sister because originally I was trying to do everything all at once, movies, mm. wrestling, and all that. But just going how I can go on these different tangents for so long, I didn't want to make episodes that were like three hours long. Even though there yeah. are people that do that, even I'm someone that like, depending on who it is, I can listen for three hours. But yeah. I know people got, you know, so much time in the day. Right, correct. Know? So she was like, well, why don't you like do one on wrestling and then maybe do one on uh, football and then actually what? No, now that I think about it, I have like three spinoffs. So is it you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so I have the wrestling one that I do mm-hmm. every now and then. Um, the football one that's coming up and that, that I'll have a co-host with and it's specifically on that. And then I'll, I'm doing one specifically on 90s movies right now. Ooh, okay. So open invite also to any of you all. So yeah. I, I'm, the 90s are my favorite decade of movies. So yeah. I'm going through each year. So right now we're celebrating the 30 years of 1992. So I'm going through, I pick 30 movies out for each year. Yeah. And just, it's not really so much nitpicking them or like deep dive history it's just more like reflection memories yeah on it. yeah and how they think, hold up to now yeah i think yeah. 30 years is a good indicator of whether or not a movie has aged well or not oh for yeah, sure that's there's stuff that i've good. seen as a kid where like yeah i thought this was the best thing in the world and you watch it as an adult and you're like yeah that's that's awful. you know <laughs> and and to kind of like jump on that i'm i'm listening to a podcast now where uh it's it's the guys from smallville okay and they're re-watching this show and they're talking about it and they're saying how if you watch it on the DVDs versus streaming, it's actually better quality on the DVD. Really? Because the way that, I guess, the CGI and the graphics and all the, the FX were formatted, it was for a DVD. So when you're playing the physical media, uh-huh. you actually get, it looks better. It looks not like hokey or like it's a clay blob on the screen kind mm-hmm. of thing like it is with these, um, you know, nowadays when you, I guess you're watching like an old movie on Hulu or something like that. Right. Because I think uh, we had watched, we went and saw The Lord of the Rings, the re-releases in the theaters, and those movies are stunning when you watch them on the small screen. When I guess when you put it on the big screen nowadays, you can really see where things were very 1999, 2000. Right, right. Yep. But that's it was something, that, and I haven't had the chance to test yet, because we do have a few of the Smallvilles on DVD, but like, just the way they said that, it's like, yeah, if you watch it on DVD, it's actually better, because that's what they had formatted the effects for. Right. So versus something that's trying to be, I guess, streamed, because it wasn't made for streaming like nowadays with the movies are. Yeah. Is it was converted to that, so you lost a little bit in the process. So I do like that you're going back and watching these old movies just to kind of see, you know, does it hold up? Well, I mean, not just in terms of quality, actually, like whether it was, and also movies can just be of their time, and you know, there's yep. certain movies that are like that, like oh, this is, this is total '90s, but it wouldn't work today. But it, it was perfect for that time. So yeah, I, I dive into that. And again, it's not really more to the history or behind the scenes. It's just more like your memories of it. Yeah, it's a celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you ever, if you there's a '90s movie that comes to, comes to mind for you guys. Free Willy for you? Together or separately? <laughs> Free Willy is my favorite. Free, Free Willy. Willy. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's '93, so that should yeah. be next year. Yeah. Next year, there you go. So, book. Yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we've kind of answered all of our questions. You answered them all together, which is about the podcast. But uh, go ahead and so the 30s on that's what it's 30 for 30 or 30 on 30. It's 90s films turn 30. 90s films turn 30. Okay, that's that one. And then your football podcast. Football podcast is called the SM Football Marks. That's like a kind of a little insight thing. Um, it's a good name though. Uh, my co-host is a guy named Abraham Trevino, who I always mention on my social medias more in a teasing faction, but. Uh, 
he's uh, he's he's a pretty good co-host as, in terms of talking about that. Uh, he's he's tried to make it more into my regular show. Yeah, and, you know, I'm kind of like pick and choose. You know, I don't want to overexpose. You know, I I, I want to bring on different people and. Yeah, just yeah. That's what I'm very happy that I'm like your comic book guy. Oh, so, like you always bring me on for like the comic book stuff. So I'm really I'm happy about that because I'm like yeah, I get to be like I'm like a, not an expert because I'm no way in shape or form a comic book <laughs> expert, but I always like those. And yeah, I, I know Abe, uh, Abe myself, and he's I think the what makes it so good about your show is just he's very emotional in some right. of his stuff and he's very <laughs> over the top with his things. So like you could say something and you. He's so, his buttons are so easy to push. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, like, you say it, and... I and, he'll, think, and he'll be watching this. I know he Yeah, does. I hope he does, man. He like, you know, uh, Abe's a get, good guy. He'll get eyeballs on yeah. this, for sure. Abe's such a good guy, but, yeah, I <laughs> love that. Like, I always loved listening to you, like, when we worked together, because uh, we all worked together at the same theater. It was just those those com- those debates on movies and sports, because um, you guys are well more versed in sports than I am, but just even being able to kind of, like, well, but hang you, on. I, you can pretty much. Yeah, I can. I can hang. hang I can that. hang there, but like just watching. That's him. what I appreciate about you. Yeah. You know, and, and now thinking about it, I think in November it'll be three years that we've known each other. That's yeah. actually yeah. pretty. Yeah. It's pretty long time already. Is so. it three years? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I was gonna say twenty twenty twenty. Just you know twenty twenty one. They just did yeah. seem like an age itself. It feels yeah. like a blur. I just. I don't like want to. I don't want to remember twenty twenty. No man. No. It was. It was wild. But I don't think nobody does. So. Go, I guess going back to one of the questions we had asked you about, like the, the, the wrestling thing, like now being a Tom Brady fan, because you're not just a Tom Brady fan, you're a Patriots fan as Correct. well, right? Mm-hmm. And people don't believe this about me, but I was a Patriots fan before he came along, Yeah. before Bill Belichick came along. Nobody will ever believe me here. They'll say, yeah, you bandwagoned them. Well, see, I'm in a very slightly similar boat to you because my father's actually from the Boston area. Mm. So I was raised on Boston sports, but I say, oh, I'm a Tom Brady fan or I'm a Patriots fan. They're like, oh, you just like him because they won. I was like, no, like, there's pictures of me, like, as a toddler in Patriots gear. Like, yeah. I was raised on this stuff, so I'm, I feel you on that. But, you know, especially being a Tom Brady-specific fan, because I kind of, I mean, I I don't want to say that I'm embarrassed of it, but I kind of know when and when not to say it right, from right. a room full of Cowboys fans. But you hold your Tom Brady flag high. Oh, I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk yeah. about that, just because, you know, I mean, the, one of the biggest reasons that I like him was not it's not really so much about the winning it's his whole story i love his story because he was supposed to be a nothing yes right? and uh you know it was all about opportunity and when it presented himself to him you know he made the best of it and ran ran with the ball like you know i mean pun intended but yeah. like <laughs> it just he's he's a self-made man and he yeah. holds that chip on his shoulder and i think that's the reason why he's been able to sustain the success and also just you know, you may not know it, but I, I think he's pretty humble, you know, for a guy has, that has accomplished as much oh, as he Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, okay, like, I'm not going to, you know, if I get hate for it, why not? But, you know, look at him and look at LeBron James. I guess two of the most decorated um, athletes in our time right now. And look who's calling themselves King James. Oh, for sure. Versus, yeah. like, who's just calling themselves Tom Brady. Exactly. And if, and if you've ever seen Tom Brady in, in videos or interviews, when they call him GOAT, he kind of just yeah. like, eh, like, don't, like. Yeah, I don't like exactly. Yeah, he lets his actions and he, his, he yeah he his leaves play. it on the field and lets it speak for himself. He doesn't try to like you know get into the next uh, was it a Space Jam movie? Yeah, <laughs> or I mean, and the thing about it with him also, and the thing I don't get with like the hate is when they go like, wait, he's arrogant. Okay, well show me. Yeah, they can't say anything. 
Well, look at him when he's on the field. What, when he's competitive when he's playing and, yeah. and trash-talking? That Tell me there's not an NFL player that doesn't trash-talk. Well, exactly. tell me that you're not arrogant or trash-talking when you're playing dodgeball at the local gym. Right? Right? Exactly. Come on. Everybody's yeah. got... In the moment. I mean, maybe not Abraham, but everybody's got that dog in them you know, to just <laughs> yeah. you know, do a little bit of trash-talking. So, I mean, if you're if you're coming at him from that point of view, like, you have no weight with me when it comes to... So, specifically, though, when Deflategate happened, how... Were people coming to you and, like, making fun of your like for Tom Brady? No, it was more like, oh, we always knew he would. Okay. There, there's a reason why he <laughs> he's as successful as he is. Gotcha. It's because of that. And I was just like, you know, whatever. Um, if you if you actually watch that game, like, that game was not even close. Like, yeah. You can say it was because he let supposedly a little air out of the football, which, you know, doesn't really make a difference. You know, it, it didn't come out too long afterwards that Aaron Rodgers said, like, oh, I like my... Football's overinflated. Like, yeah. Nobody batted an eye yeah. for that. But they come after the guy that's the most successful. Of that's, course. That's the way it always well, is. In yeah, I mean, look at, like, I guess the parallels between, like, that and then baseball with, like, these pitchers using, like, the pine glue or whatever. Mm. And, like, they're blatantly putting it on, like, their sideburns. And, I mean, mm. like, that's flagrant cheating. For sure. And, oh, they're just, you know, Yankees have won so many World Series and all that stuff. And it's like, how many of those were tweaked? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would prefer to be the standard barrier and be hated on than to just... That's just good. Be like non-successful yeah. and just mediocre, like a Cowboys fan. See, I like I like to when I describe like where where we live to folks because like we do have a lot of friends like you know on different coasts and whatnot, and they always ask like you know family asks like oh you are you a Cowboys fan? Well, no, I'm not. I'm this and that. And they're like, well, you live there. It's like yeah, but where we live in San Antonio. The Cowboys are winning. Everybody's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Right. The Cowboys losing. They're Texans fans. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And it's the same with, like, baseball. Like, if, you know, Astros are doing good, you'll see Astros everywhere. But I remember when the Rangers were in the World Series, I didn't see an Astros fan anywhere. I just saw nothing but Rangers oh, for sure. all so around. It's... So it's like, I guess we have that lucky spot. But um, two of my oldest friends live up in Boston. Mm. And it's Celtics when it's basketball season. It's Red Sox when it's baseball. Bruins, like, that's what I mean. You don't pick another team. No, sure. yeah. So, They're hardcore, yeah. dedicated. And people, even people here, I mean, I'm not originally from San Antonio, but, like, I don't see anybody talking as much about the Spurs anymore. Oh, yeah. Since no. Duncan retired and no, Ginobili and all yeah. that. So it's kind of like top you, were, three. you were on that high when they were yeah. you know, yep. in exactly. the world, So yep. I think the the most recent was when everybody was making fun of Kawhi. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was, I mean, what, that was like four or five years ago now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting city we live in, man. <laughs> I, I will say that. I, I do enjoy watching because I'm an avid people watcher. So, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been to, to Spurs games, the Spurs, and I'm dressed in full Celtics gear. And they won this, this one time this guy looked at me and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, because the Celtics ended up losing. This was after um, Pierce and Garnett and everybody had left. Right. And um, they're like, yeah, you know, the Celtics suck. Like, when was the last time they won a championship? And I was like, well, oh, wait. Pretty, pretty rec- yeah, more recently. More recently than that. And they're like, oh, well, that's the only championship you got. And I was like, look, man. <laughs> Just Google something real quick. Just Google Boston Celtics championships, please. And he's like, oh, you'll have that many? I had no idea. And I was like, have you heard of Larry Bird? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, come on. Larry who? Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. People are funny, man. They don't catch themselves before, you know. Right. You're going to hate on something, like, at least have a good reason. At least have a backing for it. Exactly. Like, (laughs) have something. Like, when someone even asks you, not even trying to fight you on it, it's like, hey, why do you hate this and say, well, more than just because? Yeah. Well, I hate with this stuff with the with the fandoms and stuff. It people try to make it black and white. Yes, and yes. yes. That's not how life is. It, it really isn't. It's a lot of gray. So 
if I say that I don't like something about a movie or whatever it is, well, like I, if I have a reason, like, yeah. it doesn't make me a hater. Well, here, let's use a specific example. Something you recently, and I think I chimed in on too, uh, Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Not saying that there's a huge Toy Story fan out there, but there's a Disney fan. But Disney and Pixar put out this movie, right? It's Pixar, right? Right. Yeah. This movie called Lightyear, which is supposedly supposed to be the movie that Andy watched to get him the Buzz Lightyear toy. Correct. Yeah. And you, as someone who, I guess, middle of the road, not the Disney diehards. I am, or a, I am a big Toy Story fan. Yeah. Though, so. But you're, you know, you pose the question, like, what is a Lightyear? Like, why is this movie? Yep. And, you know, there's people trying to defend it. You're like, yeah, but you're you're not giving me an answer. Like, what is this real? What is the reason for this movie? Right. Yeah. And even, um, I think you had mentioned it recently in one of your most recent episodes, like, they brought in Chris Evans, I guess, trying to ride that Avengers high. Yep. Right. Versus, like, going back to Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yep. Easy sell. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if it was just because he had some maybe discouraging remarks in the media in recent years, and that's why they didn't do that. Or, like, you you know, like I had said, they were trying to ride that Chris Evans train. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another thing, too, I feel that, mo- like, the Marvel movies now, you know, we would mentioned it a little bit with She-Hulk, but I feel the movies are lacking, too, is they're trying to find their next Robert Downey Jr., but they're not trying to put the money and time into finding the next Robert well, Downey Jr. Well, I think Jr. that's, uh, what's the, Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Tom Holland, I think that's what they're doing with him, too. You know, they're just kind of putting him in everything. Well, at least he tried. I'll, I'll get, I mean, I wasn't... He's a great actor, though. I wasn't a, a huge actor. fan of Uncharted, but I, I at least yeah. liked that he went for it and did something. See, and I liked Uncharted because I think it followed through the game. Okay, and because so... I, look yeah. at, See, I, don't, I, look I don't know it from that spectrum. Yeah, I, well, look, I look at it through, through the game. Mark lines. Wahlberg, I don't think, yeah. fit the character. He did his best to play the character. Right. But the character of Sully that Mark Wahlberg played is like this older, grizzled, like gruff man yeah. who's like dripping with sarcasm. And yeah, he played it, but it's like, it's Mark Wahlberg. Right. Like that's not the character from the game. That's Mark Wall. Like the whole thing with Dwayne Johnson mm. is you're not getting Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. You're getting Dwayne Johnson as The Rock as Black Adam. Yeah. Correct. So that's what you got is Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg as Sully from Uncharted. Yeah. So, you know, there's these characters that are, yeah, they're powerhouse names, but they have a lot of, they play the same character every single time in a lot of these movies. For sure. Yes, they do. Which I feel like Tom Holland played Peter Parker playing Nathan Drake in Uncharted. But that's just me. I don't, yeah. li- I don't like. I, I, I did don't like see Tom that. Holland. I did see that. I can see it. Yeah. I I'm yeah. I'm I'm set in my old and crusty I, and ways so of like, saying I like Tobey Maguire. I'm disappointed on. I, I I wish there was more movies like Uncharted, like Tomb Raider. Yes. Because those are my type of movies. Those are my favorite. You know, Indiana Jones, like that okay. kind of like, you know, oh, treasure. Oh, that, are you talking about the genre? Yeah, yeah that kind yeah, of that genre. Adventure, stuff, adventure the adventure genres. and genre, you know, and stuff like that. Um, what's the, I, I forget the name already. Is it Jumanji? No, the one, uh, it is Jumanji with um, like OG? Kevin Hart and. Yeah, Jumanji. It is and Jumanji. Dwayne John- uh, yeah, and Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. I love, I liked it. And it has that funny aspect. And I think it was great. I, I, I really enjoyed it. But I wish there was still more of that with more like seriousness to it, and, okay, you know, you know, you. more adventure and stuff like, like that. Like the original Jumanji, it had his yes. comedy with Robin Williams, but it was actually really serious at times as well. Yes, I well, just really want more movies of adventure. I while I wasn't a fan of Uncharted, I, I'm glad that it made money and people went out to because there's yeah. an appetite for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to make a sequel to it, but. Yeah, like more movies like that where they're at least trying things. Yeah. Yes. You know, take a property or what, or even an original idea and put it mm. out there. Well, it may not work, but do it. I think that's why I'm a little sad right now with the news with Tomb Raider. Yeah, well, they, was it MGM just lost the rights? Or yeah. Lionsgate lost the rights, so now it's a bidding war to yeah. see who makes the sequel. Well, I'd like we'll to also a... turn it back over to you just for 
a minute because I want you to kind of give us the breakdown that you did. Uh, you told us a little bit off air, but you've also told us in your podcast of like Top Gun. Right. You know, we're on the, the, the topic of movies here. And, you know, we did have this pandemic that pushed a lot of stuff. It pushed a lot of stuff to streaming. Yep. But here we are saying, like, we want more movies like this. Well, Top Gun 2 came out Memorial Day weekend this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what, did the, what, did, what did it do? So for its three-day weekend, it did about $120-some million, which was already, like, in terms of Memorial Day weekend openings, the biggest ever. Yeah. And if you include the Monday of the holiday um, you add in a, another additional $30 million, so 150 overall, like, just during that four-day span, which is just unheard of for a movie like that, you know, specifically that's not comic book related, it's not Star Wars, it's not... I mean, Top Gun it, in itself is a pop culture, like, phenomenon. Yeah. Yep. But it wasn't a franchise. This is only the second movie. Yeah, yeah. and how many years? I mean, 36 years? I turned 36 this year, yeah. so that's how I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean obviously the how do you call it the weight was worth it right yes uh, and you know this could have gone terribly wrong like it's to me when i was looking at this i'm like man it may be a little too late it could just be like a nostalgia bait uh-huh which some of it was but you know it ended up being like a really cool like just story like, well yeah but you had more than just people going for that nostalgia you had like younger crowd right yep. to see it i mentioned this on my show like i have two little girls and the youngest one went to go see it and like loved it and you know the words out of her mouth and you know they're kids that just stream everything now yeah her words were like i would i would buy that yeah I would buy that <laughs> home video and i was like yeah. see? see like it appealed to everybody so um that that was and i've been getting shit on this sorry for cursing no we curse all the time uh, I've gotten stuff about this uh, on Twitter and even on Facebook where I was, like, celebrating Top Gun, saying, like, brought everybody back. And people were like, well, what about Spider-Man No Way Home? And what about Godzilla? And I was like, but those movies were always going to make money. Yeah, they were always going to bring people in there. Yeah. What you saw with Top Gun Maverick and what I saw at the theaters, I mean, we had people that were showing up that hadn't even returned since before the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, of older generation. Yep. So I was like, that's actually... That's even way better than just getting the young crowd. You wanted to keep that that adult crowd because if not, that probably would have signaled. I want to say completely the end, but like probably would have headed on a downward right. well, spiral. You, it was so big because yeah, like you know, you mentioned like the younger crowd. They're always coming to the movies. They're going to come to the movies every weekend, no matter yep. what you see. But the fact that you got people that don't normally go out mm-hmm. to come back into the theaters is, yes. speaks volumes. Exactly. So I was excited about that. I was excited that Elvis did well because Elvis is someone from like way long ago who cares about that but no everybody came out and even to this day that's a movie that's still like selling out in our theater is it okay yeah. you, it's not never less than 50 percent in that auditorium i so, think uh what's the uh, the bohemian rhapsody one was actually that was one, one of those two yeah like yeah that just brought a, a big crowd yeah it. wasn't a big fan of the movie but it, it had that it did do it crazy i was yeah. i was working in the theaters around that time so yeah, yeah. so when it's been an interesting summer because of that not because we knew thor was going to do awesome we knew jurassic world was going to do awesome but it was like these other movies, including Top Gun, because now you can call it like a huge phenomenon. But you know, before it would, it was just like another movie. Yeah. Yep. So. And then uh, what about Minions? Minions is surprising to me. I don't understand it, but then I, I read an article from Forbes where the guy was saying that this was kind of like the first like animated franchise like for this generation. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a Toy Story. It wasn't right, anything right. dated with that. old Disney. So this was really like the first true animated franchise for this generation 
yeah. and a lot of the kids that were super young when the first Despicable Me came out, now they're like teens or whatever. So of course they have like that nostalgia for yes. it. So that's yeah. why I think it, it did a lot of good business. I don't think they handled it the right way, but I agree with you. Right. I mean, <laughs> I did read up on the TikTok trends that were happening for this movie, and we had a couple of instances at the theater. I mean, I nipped that in the butt real quick, you know. I know how to handle situations like that, so we didn't have anything going out of control in our theaters for that, but cool to see the trends, like, yeah. kind of, yep. like, cross-spectrums, like, from social media to to the theater. Like I said, it was good for business, yeah. so yep. I'll take it. <laughs> I think that's what I'm seeing now, like, the, with the new generation from the old generation. I think perfect examples are the new Disney's. How the uh-huh. new Disney's are, how um, with, of course, right now they're focusing on bringing like the old villains back um, and making their own story. But, you know, we have also like Elsa that came out. Um, you know, we have Moana and all of those. Yeah. And like Encanto it's, too. That was, Encanto. Oh my God, that was such that was a good movie. Yes. Such a good movie. So it's, 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 it's such a, it's cool to see from where Disney started to where it's at now. But you can see yeah. just in the box office returns like, like Frozen and Encanto and Moana. Yeah. The newer stuff yeah. is what they really should be focusing on. Yes. Which is why I'm really shocked that Disney didn't go with like Luca or Turning Red. They didn't yes. release those into the theaters. Yes. I think those would have been, the, I, I think they would have done way better than Lightyear. Yeah. To be yep. honest. I agree. But I, yeah. I know that, I guess to, to counter that is I know a lot of people only like subscribe to Disney for like the shows. Like Mandalorian, once it's done, yep. they unsubscribe. Right. So I think that they had a gap to where they needed something to keep the subscribers baited until they released Obi-Wan or uh, whatever Marvel show you know was coming out around that time. So mm-hmm. I think that they had to kind of like benchmark certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see and that. And Disney is the money that... I mean, Disney's a company that could lose money and still be okay. Right. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, just look at what would have been brought to the theaters if those shows had actually been theatrical releases mm-hmm. I, I think it was a huge miss by them and i think they really need to relook their strategy on that stuff um because now you you know in hindsight you should be like light you should have been a streamer i don't remember the name of it the one with the dragon and the um... pete's dragon I think it is. No, you find like the water one. I think yes. you're talking about Luca. Is it Luca? Yeah. Is it Luca? Right, because that's like the water dragon. With, with or the whatever. girl with the um, I forget where she's from, but she has that peak hat. Hmm. It's an. It, is it Disney? Maybe it's not Disney. Maybe it's Pixar. I don't remember. It's the one with the the white dragon. I, I'm really bad at. Oh, you know, you're talking about um, with Aquafina, right? Yes. Ray on the last dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I want more of that. That, I mean, that did really that well. That is yeah. beautiful. It just reminds me of like. Airbender, that, that kind of I think that's, uh I think that was done by the Walt Disney Animation Studio. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. I want more. I do I appreciate hope. that animation when they do. Because I, I think love that's that. what I, I think that's what Encanto was. It wasn't Pixar. No, it wasn't no, Pixar. No, no, no. So yeah. It's probably that same studio. I hope they continue yeah. a little bit more. I just, I, that's what, I, I, and I'm all for it. You know, I, maybe this is something, it's not, I don't think it's a hot take, but it's just, you know, being like your run-of-the-mill white guy, you know, I married into a Latin family, but like all this representation in the theaters is just, it's so good for the business. It's so good for everybody. You know, yeah, it's good for the business, but at the same time, it's good for, you know, people to see their own cultures and right. their own, you know, just like, yeah, Frozen was successful, but I think I liked Encanto more just because it's like, all right, cool, enough of the Scandinavian white folk. Let's yes. go actual see yes. some like real cool the shit culture. from like, South America and like Colombia yes. and whatnot. So I'm good with that. Yeah. I, as long as it, well, at least for me, you know, everyone has their opinions. For me, as I, I like it when it comes authentically and exactly, yeah, yes. absolutely, was naturally like that. Yeah, yes. Um, Top Gun was like that. There's a 
different ethnicities in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a woman pilot that was treated as an equal without them having to tell you, yeah, hey, look, I'm a woman. Yeah. Like, I can do yeah. like, no, she was treated exactly like that. That's something that I've always appreciated Tom Cruise for is that, uh, if you look even at mission impossible, when they brought in uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh-huh. you know, that girl was the girl that she plays. Issa Faust is a total equal to Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. never questioned. It's never like, look at that's a woman that did that. Like, no, right, I, yeah. I hate that pandering shit. Like, don't do that. Like, let it come naturally. And it works out better like that. Same thing with wrestling. Like, the women just progressively got to the top, and they main evented a WrestleMania. The only thing that sucks about it is that it promoted, like, for the first time ever, women. It's like, no, it's a story that's naturally yeah. happening that way. Yes. Just let yes. it be. Just let it happen so naturally. I'm, exactly. all for, I'm all for the, the diversity and the inclusion, but just let it come authentically. It works better. Yes, well, that's what, I agree. I, you know, don't force it. Yeah, rolling back it. to, like, the superhero stuff now, and I don't see it as Marvel's trying to, you know, go woke or anything like that, but it's just, like, they're maybe not doing it the right way, but they're bringing all these, like, strong-powered women superheroes into it, and people are hating it. They're like, oh, they just made Thor female. It's like, <laughs> but there's a story behind it. Like, yeah. she's actually it, Thor in the comics, or, like, She-Hulk. Yeah. like, oh, why, why is Hulk a woman now? It's like... Dude, Google before you say something. Right, right. Yeah, do your research. Yeah. Um, I just, I know that Marvel's got a lot of hate right now with their whole VFX and uh, overworking. My hate is that, like, the, yeah. the working conditions and uh, how it's really just become uh, just a machine. Yes. In terms of creatives. Did you see the article that said Marvel didn't tell them that Endgame had moved up? They I did see they that. They didn't tell uh, the VFX artists that they had less time to finish the movie? Incredible. That's just blows my mind man and the excuses i hear from like the gatekeeping fans yeah. are like well they're not the only ones that do that but y'all are the leaders mm-hmm. y'all yes. should be y'all should exactly. be exactly you should be the ones that say hey there's an issue and we are going to be the ones to correct this issue yeah because yeah. i mean if marvel does it everybody's going to follow right yeah. um and one thing i want to talk to you about i'm really excited we've had this conversation before off um a little bit off air just moving to a specific thing Mm-hmm. is, um, and I mentioned it and just in mentioning it, but it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Black Adam. Right. Uh, something came out, I think it was yesterday, where he said that he had fought the studio to take Shazam, or Shazam, out, or Black Adam out of Shazam mm-hmm. and make, and do the character a disservice. <laughs> and that is his ego talking. Right. I understand the need for two different movies to set up this thing. Don't shoehorn everybody and their mom into one movie. Right. But, like, as the comic book fan and as a fan of movies, like, you can't, you don't need to do that. Right. You know, I just think this is his ego talking, and I'm really sick and tired of hearing the hierarchy of the DC universe yeah. is about to change every single time, and him showing up to Comic-Con in the costume. It's like, okay, dude, like, this is, this. I, I want this movie to be successful, but I also want this movie to fail. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think his... The way he's approached it with his arrogantness and all that stuff, I think he's gonna find out the hard way that the the character and just the whole fandom behind it yeah. are way bigger than he is. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's gonna so. turn on its head pretty bad. I mm-hmm. hope so. He did get booed at Comic Con, right? Because it, it had something to do with uh, the Superman yeah. questions. Oh well, yeah, because yes. he was like, "Oh, can Superman take Black Adam?" And he's like, "Oh, it depends on who's playing him." And it's like, dude, oh. like. Yeah. Okay, like without getting into the lore behind it is Superman's weakness is magic. 
And people forget about that a lot. Like, you don't need a guy the size of Dwayne Johnson to beat Superman. Right. Superman is weaknesses to Krypton and magic. And, or Kryptonite, sorry, and magic. And that's what Black Adam is. Like, he's not this god. He's a dude who was imbued with magic. Same thing as Shazam. Yep. When he activates his powers, he has to say the word Shazam. Yep. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, I'm not seeing that in the trailers. I'm not seeing that. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, you can't have a Black Adam without having Shazam. Yes, he's his own character. Yes, he's just as important to the DC universe. But it's like putting the cart before the horse when you're saying, like, Black Adam is this. And it's like... He's part of He's Shazam. a villain. Yeah. Like, that's another thing, too, yeah. is I want him to be a villain throughout this movie. He's right. not... I mean, yes, he, uh, parts not have him. Hobbs. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You're not Hobbs, where you just turn and just turn around, and next thing you know, you're in the Justice League fighting Darkseid. Right. No, yeah. you're not. You're a villain. I, I do want to see this movie with somebody with just high knowledge of the Black Adam world. Yeah. Just yes. to see how much it deviates from the source material. I mean, well, first of all, Black Adam comes from like this uh, country. I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it's like Kandar, I think it is, which is like a very like Egyptian-like country. He talks like he's Dwayne Johnson. And like I'm not saying he needed a fake in Egyptian accent. he does that in every movie, though. But I mean, come on. You got Oscar Isaac, who's doing a beautiful British accent in hair or Moon something? Night. He just, one of the things about Dwayne, Dwayne, <laughs> like Dwayne. Say, um, it's like this guy, like, he doesn't change up his look for anything. No. <laughs> early on his, in his career, he was doing that. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. Like, I don't know if you remember a movie he was in called Be Cool. It was a sh- sequel yes. to Get Shorty. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I think he played a gay guy in that movie, and if I remember it correctly. And he's got like the little afro. Yeah. Like, he's just trying. Like, yeah. I don't know what, at what point he stopped and was just like, nah, I'm just going to well, be lazy. Me. And, well, I'm going to be yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to piss me off if there's a shirtless scene or something in this movie and he's got his Samoan tattoos out. Yep. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I think they. That's another thing I'm excited about, though, is they changed um, to segue real quick, but go back to it. Is like they changed the the origin of Namor mm-hmm. in the new Black Panther, right? To where he's more of like a Latin American versus just being Atlantean. Yeah, which is cool because like you already have that Greek, Atlantean sort of established with Aquaman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, that's the same thing as, like, Atlantis exists in both Marvel and DC. You have Aquaman as the leader, but you have Namor as the leader of Atlantis in the Marvel. Yep. And I think that it's really cool. It's like an untapped market. But I feel like taking, you know, Black Adam and removing him from his Egyptian origins to make him from, like, the Isle of Samoa, where it's just like, that's, that's <laughs> I think it's not, I mean, pandering too much is the wrong word, but I feel like it's just not the right thing to do. Yeah, so that's why I really don't want him to be, yeah, black with his raging bull tattoo and everything, like, mm-hmm. showing off his yeah. black Adam. Take, it takes you out of it. It does. It really that's, does. And, and then uh, you don't see the character. You see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know? that, and that sucks. And that's, yeah. that's yep. what I also, too, like, I feel like there's no such thing as bad marketing, but I feel like too much marketing and too much of him doing what he's doing is going mm-hmm. to ruin this because you're going to go in I, and just, when I you agree. see him, you're just going to see everything that he's done. It's a lot more focus on his face, yeah, and his okay. eyebrow, yeah, as yep. opposed to like, oh, what, what's the world that he's in? What, what's he up against? Yes. Right. Exactly. That's why like, I'm so much more excited to see like Pierce Brosnan's uh, Doctor Fate or like um, you know Aldous Hodge's Hawkman. Like these are characters that you know are, are huge parts Hawk of the DC Man. universe, and they're such excellently cla- like very well done on the casting. So I mean, Pierce Brosnan is a, in a Marvel in a comic book movie. Like, oh yeah. yes, please give me James Bond. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see. Speaking of James Bond, who do you think the next James Bond should be? Um, I mean, 
I mean, I get them all for inclusion and diversity and all that stuff, but I mean, all I can picture is someone like a, you know, a Cavill or a Hardy yeah. or something like that. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. And I still haven't seen, and it's on Amazon Prime, so I, I should get to it soon. I still have not seen No Time to it's Die. It's so good. And I, I, it's gonna I, make haven't, cry, seen no, I haven't seen no, a lick of it, you know, even when it was in the theaters. It's gonna I never walked cry. into it, so. It made me cry. Yeah? It's okay. so good. I do need to, I just, I'm such a stickler now for stuff being so long. Isn't it like three hours? Two hours and 45 minutes. Okay, so. It's near, it's around, nearing the near three, three hours. hours. It's around the, and I said this in our last episode, but it's like the last episode of Stranger Things this past season was like two hours and like 30-something oh, minutes. Lord, that's, not, that's, that's a like, movie. That's a movie. Yeah. I was like, dude, in every episode of the last season of Stranger Things was over an hour. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's amazing. And it's like, no, that's too much, too much. For a show? For a TV yes. show. I just feel like that's starting to get blurred a little bit. It like, is. Where it people is. are going to think like, oh, that's TV. Like, no, that's a Movie. Yeah, it yeah. really is, and I feel like that. Yeah, because it was eight episodes of this last season. That's another, I guess let's you know move on to that. Like we are all over the place, but I feel like that's what makes it so good with talking to you. Um, we have obviously finished our talk about his podcast, and now we're just into <laughs> random bullshit. <laughs> but um, how do you feel like with all these like the up the the upping the production value of these shows? Like where is that line gonna? Is that a line that has been forever blurred? Between movies and TV? Well, the thing that always distinguished television from movies is uh, TV is supposed to be episodic. Yes. And not where, like, what's the show I was watching recently where it was streamed in parts, but it's like this, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. That's a movie. That was not a TV show. Yep, I agree. There wasn't anything that stood out definitively if you're watching it in episodes like, oh, remember in the episode where this, like, no, it was just continuously happening like a movie. Yep. So I think that's where the misconception is of what's TV and what's movie. Like, to me, that's really a movie. And I think what the next Captain America movie is supposed to be is what this show was. I yeah. don't even think he's still going to struggle with the, is he Captain America or not? I hope not. So I hope a, they're just, he's Captain heard, America. I, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong on yeah, that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but yeah, but that's where the thing where the Marvel movies are now going to the big screen and they're becoming episodic yeah. as opposed to like, oh, this is one yeah. self-contained story, which is why I'll always favor a little bit DC over over Marvel, like even if you go back to this year's The Batman, yeah, we're like, yeah, they're setting up a world, but it's also a self-contained right. story. It is like Marvel. It's like whoosh. I saw a meme where it's like the next baby born in like twenty eighty four is gonna have to sit through like all of the Marvel yes. stuff. Yes, yeah. well, or you can watch, you know, The Batman or Aquaman. Yeah. in itself, and it's just a, its own thing. And they mention, you know, other movies like in Aquaman. They had mentioned, you know, Steppenwolf. So obviously that was a nod to Justice League, but it's its own thing. You don't have to have watched Justice League to know, oh, this is who Aquaman is. Yeah. Versus like very specifically with Doctor Strange. Yep. Where if you would have just gone, if like you would have woken up from a coma and went and saw that movie and not have watched Wandavision, you've been lost. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is Why is Scarlet Witch fighting? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, you, like you'd mentioned, you have to watch these things in order to get these movies. But that's where I think the gatekeeping comes in, even like from some of the creatives where like, well, we trust our fans, but also you're trying to grow your audience yeah. too. And, and like you said, if they're coming into something like Doctor Strange and it's like, wait a minute, I just saw Wanda. The last time I saw her on the big screen, she was saving yep. the yeah, world. She was, yeah, she Thanos. was saving the world from Thanos. And it's another thing, too, like, I, I liked it. I was, because I like the actors. So seeing uh, John Krasinski as doc, uh, Mr. Fantastic, um, you know, Jim from The Office, if you lived under a rock for the last 20 years, <laughs> as Mr. Fantastic, but them saying that, oh, we're probably not going to cast him in the movie. It was just a fan, like, just to answer fan cast. It's like, mm. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, now you're getting my hopes up because I want to see Jim the superhero. Heck yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how can, how can you go from that but then not cast him? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, come on. I mean, yeah. they may be just working everybody by doing that, but, but also yeah. don't dangle it. Right, well, don't yeah. go, oh, that's just the multiverse, folks. Yeah. Tune in next time. Like, Tune no. into Secret Wars, wait, like, six years. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, it's a, like, remember that old show, where it was a commercial, right? The, the old the, man right with the Yeah, with the dollar. dollar. I got you a dollar. I got, I got you a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but getting back to those TV it. shows, you know, yeah, I've, you know, I, I watch anything and everything, man. Like we watch so many um, TV shows between the, the two of us and the production values increase. Like The Witcher is one of my favorite ones, but you're right. It does have those where it's a story over the season, mm-hmm. but it's very contained in that episode yeah. to where you can, like you said, pick out certain things. Uh, but I feel like Stranger Things with this last season, and I avoided watching that show since it started because it's just been so yeah. over I can't, social media. I can't even get into it. And I just, I, I said, can't. you know, I was like, you know, screw it. And I started watching it last week. What the hell did you get in? Sorry, the cat just got in here. Anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, like that last season, it's eight episodes, but every episode is over an hour long. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to binge this because it's going to take me two days to binge just one season. Yeah. There, uh, there, there are exceptions, though. And only depending on the quality and what the show is. Uh, so Better Call Saul just wrapped up. Yeah. Um, and I was watching this last season or even some of the prior seasons where the episodes are a little bit longer. Like the finale was like an hour and a half with commercials. I understand but that. But there, there's some exceptions to that. But they're also telling a, a long story. But the, some of the episodes are self-contained. And um, But yeah, you're right. Like some of like the Stranger Things. Like I may get into it only because my daughters are not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to keep up with them, like pop so, culture wise, I'll give me, you might have a different experience to this cause I don't have kids. So I do kind of find children annoying, <laughs> but the first two seasons are absolutely terrible. Cause this mm-hmm. is when like the kids are very like fresh starting out like child right. actors. It doesn't hit to like the third season when they've kind of gotten that teenage mm-hmm. and I feel like they've branched out a few different roles here and there. They've kind of got into their groove. Mm-hmm. So the, like the third season on is great. Right. But the first two seasons is really kind of like, man, these kids are annoying. I'd rather watch, you know, uh, David Harbour. Mm-hmm. solve crime yeah. gotcha. um, but going on to that one thing I'll kind of hand it off to you is uh, Robert you recently watched Yellowstone did you not? I did finally caught up on it well uh, I think she's got some stuff she wants to talk to you about here because she's a very sure. big Yellowstone okay. fan so what is like I guess your most favorite scene do you have a scene? favorite scene? I mean, gosh, anything that Costner does in that show is like, true. Mm, yeah, just kiss. True. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to mess with John Dutton, like, ever. Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just when he goes into his little rants and like some of yes. it is so over the top dramatic, but it's, it works for some reason. Uh, so anything that he does, um, obviously Beth is incredible. Oh, uh, the scene, the scene where she gets beat up is brutal. Mm. Was it in season two or? Or was it? I think so. I think so. It's like the early part yeah. of season yeah. two because she's like beat up for, and the, the makeup, like the, the makeup department was great because it took her forever. Well, that's yes! the showing on. I for that love that. I like is because it's not like there's it, you can tell by the actors like their face and everything like how the time is like how yeah. time is told in that show. Yes. Is it? It's they not did like, fantastic on that. You know, a six to eight month jump or a year jump in between seasons. Yeah. Like when you see her still like halfway through the season three and she still, still has, has bruises. Little bit you're here. Like, I was that like, was like Ooh. a week ago that season two happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I love her in it. She's great. Um, what's his name? What's the actor's name? I forget the character. Rip. Rip. Yep. Is incredible. His progression as a character has been incredible. Where he just starts off, he's just like the muscle, but you, 
there's like layers to him but yeah. I love it when a show takes its time and they develop characters like that yes um, I think they're doing fantastic on the way they're telling everybody's individual stories you know and just the way how the show is progressing I think they're doing it fantastic. together yes. and it's a throwback also because I mean I don't know if it's on the level yet of something like the Sopranos yeah. or, or Breaking Bad. I mean, it will yeah. be. I think in terms of the audience, it's there. Yep. So I feel like this is one of the last shows. It's, it's a throwback, but it's also like, whenever it ends, like it's gonna be something like, oh, everyone is gonna watch the yeah. final yes. episode. So, yeah. but no, that shows. I mean, it takes a lot for me to get into something. Like if some somebody's really pushing it, like I know T- Tyler is the one that broke me for Sopranos, <laughs> and I finally got into it. And yeah. What an, I mean, I'm coming up on a year when yeah. I experienced all that and that was like a spiritual journey it's in so itself. good man um but yeah he mentioned yellowstone uh the one that turned me for that one was my dad and my dad like doesn't really recommend anything but he's like hey man like <laughs> this yellowstone show man i binged that like in two a week or whatever yeah well we'd watch it with my parents like so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know with your dad like yeah we'd watch it like i think my, she had showed my mom like one yeah. episode and the next thing you know like we're watching all of like everything with my parents right so, yeah. But what's exciting about this season of Yellowstone is that this will be the first time that I'm going to watch it live as yeah. it's airing. Yes. So it'll be nice to, because it's also an intense show. So, like, mm-hmm. binging it is fun, but also, like, man, that's a lot. But you, you, you want that, like, suspense. You want, oh, like, oh, and, and it just gives you that excitement yeah, yeah. for the next it's episode. So, stressful. Yeah. so I like yeah. that. So I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy that. And yeah. cool, let me take a week and then we'll revisit the world, yeah. which was one of the reasons why I fell also in love with uh, Euphoria. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you've watched oh, we that one. Oh, have seen that one. Yeah, no. That one's intense. It's a high school, like, way over-dramatized uh, version of it, but it's it's not a show that you can binge. It's a show that's so intense that one episode is good, and you can marinate on that and then come back and return the next week. And that's what I miss about old-school TV. That's what I kind of yeah. like that Disney's done. Mm-hmm. Disney's been smart on releasing stuff, like, weekly. Yes. Like, even though they can stop with the whole, like, here are the first three episodes. No, no, give us, give me one. Yeah. yeah. One a week. Yeah. You know, well, like, especially when it's like six episodes and yeah. they give you like the first three and it's like, okay, I have three more weeks and then it's over. Well, I think now the, the, this generation now is used, is getting it's used, so, it's used to, Netflix, to it's a Netflix effect. Benching, yeah. you know? Well, well so. even from a business standpoint, I'm like, like, take someone like me. I love Cobra Kai. That I can binge in less than a day. Well, it's also like 30 minute episodes. Right. right? That, yeah. But also, but think about the conversation. Think about the subscriptions you could keep. Yep. If you were to release that weekly, weekly ten right. episodes, ten weeks, yeah. yep. you at least keep your subscribers for yeah. two months. That's true. Yep. And you get the conversation going on social media, yep. which is, I think, that's the one thing Disney has over, like, Netflix and even Amazon right now is that those shows are constantly and talked I, about. And I think also that's what is um, why it's now taking longer for episodes or the seasons to come out because mm-hmm. you know they're now they're just throwing them out there fully you know full season out there and people are budging them and then you have to wait months and well, months and months almost yeah, a year perfect example you know i mean yeah your covid was standing but like the witcher first season came out in 2019 second season came out last december yeah. right. so 2021 yeah the next season is they're not projecting it till like december of 2023 yeah. t- maybe 2024 so it's like yeah, yeah you you release 10 episodes at a time, and then you have to wait years yeah. sometimes but, for these but, high but production Wouldn't you like shows. the conversation to last? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. like, exactly. A week or two, The Witcher, like... Yes. Well, I, I, I see on there when you're posting about it, and yeah. it's not my thing, but, you know, I like that you've got uh, a fandom of this show, and it's like, cool, I see you talking about it, and then... Yeah, yep. well, that's what I like. The I like the podcast I listen to is because they'll go through and rewatch it every week, and they'll yeah. give you an episode every mm-hmm. week. So after you binge all 10 episodes, there's at least... Mm-hmm. 
10 more weeks of content because you're listening to someone else talk about it. Right, right. Like, yep. hey, you know. So, and I also and sometimes go rewatch the episode just to kind of, yeah. like, refresh myself. One, though, is I wanted to kind of watch it in pieces, but we ended up blowing through it with Sandman. Yeah, it's hard, yeah. especially with, with some yeah. stuff that you're into. Like, yeah. Like, Cobra Kai, I, if I really disciplined myself, yeah, maybe I could do it weekly, but no, nah, it's... For me, it's, too it's good. so good though. I like it's you. hard I when they already Cobra just Kai. have the context yeah. already out there, I, you know. I think slowly you're gonna start seeing. I think that's a model Netflix needs to look at in terms of sustainability. Is like Stranger Things, like is probably the one exception where like people are still talking about it. Even well, they did it split like, it though, right? But yeah. it was still like released all at once, and it, people are still talking about it, and it's still in the mind. You know, the Kate Bush song is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But had they released it, like, weekly, like, they'd still be... I don't know how many episodes was that. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Or nine nine episodes this last season. For the split, or for... So they did six episodes, or either six or seven episodes in the last two episodes. So think about that. July. And this released, what, like, in May? Uh, the, the last two episodes was the 4th of July weekend, and then before that was, yeah, March, March or April, I So think. let's say late April, early May, six, seven episodes. That's seven weeks. Yeah. We probably... Probably about right now, we'd be getting to like towards the end of right. it. Right. Yep. And it would still have people like talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, so I don't know. It's a strategy I think they really need to look into. Even for something like Cobra Kai, because it's like I'm talking about it with everyone. It's all over the place. But that came out what? Right at the beginning of the year. And I haven't talked about it since up until like all the new stuff that's about to yeah, release. Yeah. When's the, new the next season. One, new season come out? It's now it's going to release in September. Okay. So it would have been like towards the end of the year. But yep. yeah. But yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right on that. And I feel that that is one thing that Marvel has going for them. And also, I feel that they had they had everything stacked to where it was one show ending, another one began right. uh, with Disney+. Plus. Yep. You know, if you're into a certain thing, you kind of have to wait till that next thing pops up. Like, let's say if you only were into, like, that mystical kind of mm-hmm. not realistic fantasy. Like, if you watched The Witcher back in, you know, December of last year, and then the most recent thing I want to say was like Sandman that mm-hmm. just came out this past weekend, or the weekend before last. It's like look at that giant gap between yes. August and December if you're yep. only watching Netflix or mystical fantasies. Right, right. If you don't watch your Stranger Things, or you don't watch Umbrella Academy or yeah, God, whatever, what Brightonton or whatever other yeah. shows that Netflix has out. I mean, you don't have any reason to turn on the app. Yeah. Right. And that now they're coming out with movies though, which uh, did you watch The Gray Man? You know, we had it in our theaters for about two, two weeks. It was weeks. in the theaters? It was. Really? really? But that's just horrible marketing on Netflix's part. Yeah. Like, they didn't, I mean, and it's got two decent enough stars yeah. that you could get behind. Um, well, three so, if you count Ana de Armas. Well, there we go, yeah. yeah. But, like, I wanted to, the only way I was going to see it was in the theater. I'm not going to sit at home and watch it. I just won't put it on. Um, but, yeah. That's I didn't get to see it, and I don't know. I know it's there. I have Netflix right now, only because of Cobra Kai's coming, but I don't know. I just don't see myself putting it on. I, I, I liked Chris Evans in it, but other than that, it was just a very generic uh, action movie. I, I think it was too much. It was, it was a little bit too much in certain spots. Yeah. Because I, 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 I know I was there with you trying to watch it, and I just... Yeah, we lived together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But it was just like... It, it got too chaotic for me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I zoned out. I zoned out in certain parts. So yeah, that's like all, much. like depending on how she watches shows, she mm-hmm. always checks her phone throughout the thing. But like if she's 
more on the phone than the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, you didn't like this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that's how I feel like when she, because we tried to watch Stranger Things, I ended up finishing it, but there was like yeah. an episode where she and was I just really like, like I put care. my phone down for that yeah. to try to get into it, but I just, yeah. I'm a, I don't know, I hate to say it, but sometimes I'm a snob when it comes to like streaming movies. Yeah. Like I gave it a shot with like a, like the last one where I was like really like, yeah, let's. This is like a, a Netflix movie. Let's see what they got. And it had a uh, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, Oscar, the Triple Fun. Triple Fun. That was a good movie, though. I, did, I liked it. I like it. See, I thought they could have. I thought it was very. You could tell it was a streaming made movie. That's true. That. Like it was. It didn't I have this. It didn't yeah. have the studio money behind it. it didn't yep. have a a director behind like well, a yeah. real director behind it. Didn't it though? I thought it was like a big name director. Thanks. So. I have to go back. I could be wrong, yeah. but. The way it was presented and the way everything played out, I was like, you have these good of actors. Yeah. I mean, it could have, I mean, I'm not saying it was the worst movie ever, but, you know, if this had been marketed right by a big studio like Warner Brothers or something and put out on the big screen, I think it would have done decent. And I think it would have had people like come out to, to, to take a look at it, but now it's now it's just a piece of content on yeah. the streamer. Well, yeah. More recently, then, I guess a, a streaming movie is Prey. That's not in your theaters, right? The new Predator movie? It's oh. it's not in the theater. It's not, no, so no. it's strictly Hulu. It's but Hulu. I mean, that was a big, big budget like Hollywood film. That they I think put it was made by uh, the 20th Century Studios. Yeah. I don't know if it. I can't remember if it was made before Disney merged and bought them out, or if it was like right on the cusp. But it was one of those ones that like they didn't like they never announced anything for it. They were just like, oh hey, by the way, this is the release date, and you're like, yeah. whoa, they're getting another Predator movie. Yep, yeah. yep. It was one of those things where like nobody said anything about it, and, and it's then it doing just great. here was a poster, and here it is, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. wow, like they filmed this yeah. and nobody knew about it, kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where I think that's where I think they're losing ground with me is like they don't market this stuff enough yeah. for me to care about it. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, um, the only exception was The Irishman. Yeah, with, with Martin Scorsese, they were promoting the shit out of that. And, I mean, well, yeah, because that was it was like that and El Camino were like the two that was a big thing because it was like Netflix and the movies. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like The Irishman. That was a long movie. Yeah. But I see, I like that stuff. You know, we'd mentioned in one of our podcasts about our fandoms. I like that really like pulpy, like yeah, story driven, like driven. Where people are talking. Yeah, and and I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, uh, but I think Yellowstone has like the right amount of that yes. stuff for you. Yes. Because there's a lot of talking and a lot of. But I've also like you know I I, I didn't really bench watch those. You know, it was yeah. one of those that you know I episode, waited for every, yeah. a, you know every week for that episode, um, and it was something that uh-huh. I was like. Yeah. yeah, a couple more months, right? Like then it's November. Yeah. and we're definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna have a segment on that um, later on Ooh. in this podcast about all to... about Yellowstone. Probably, I'm gonna wait a little bit closer to the new season to come out. Yeah. We'll, have you watched we'll 1883 that, so. yet? Yeah. I watched, I think, an episode on it. I mean, I mean, just because I'm a Yellowstone fan doesn't mean everything will catch my. Eye. But yeah, that, that didn't really catch my attention, but then. Then again, I'm very weird when it comes to stuff from like the olden days. Like, yeah, yeah. she's she's like that Same. a lot too. Where yeah. it's like she doesn't like. I love Braveheart, but I don't really like those. Yeah. Era type of movies like it has. It depends who's in it. Who's like the last duel? Yeah. Affleck. Yeah, I but don't you know. probably didn't like watch like the Outlaw King. Nah, with, see, uh, like Chris it depends. Or, okay. yeah. It really depends. Yeah. Um, but along with Yellowstone in November is the Stallone show that's coming called Tulsa King. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Tulsa From King. the same creators. That looks See, that's good. what I was going to say good. when we started talking about Yellowstone. Going back and re-watching Taylor Sheridan movies has given me a newfound respect for Taylor Sheridan. Yes. I liked his stuff before, but I guess after really seeing what he's able to do, like, yeah. I mean, like, Sicario, mm. so good. 
so scary. And I, you know, you mentioned Laredo, that's where you're from. I, I used to, I had an old job where I would go to the Alamo Draft House there every week yeah. or every month for superhero movies. Uh-huh. I worked at a comic book shop. And I'd watched Sicario, and then I went to Laredo for the first time. And I'm not saying that, like, that's what I thought of. But, like, when <laughs> but I went did. over, but I went uh, to Laredo, and like, I just thought of the part from the movie when, like, Emily Blunt finds all the bodies in the house. And I was right. like, oh, my God, I'm in, like, cartel world. You were also <laughs> the one that thought that, you know, the, the scenery of Mexico that you see in the <laughs> no, movies. No, I make a joke about that. I no. no, you also thought that you're like, wait, it's not, like, this dusty orange color. Yeah, we, we, went, to, yeah, we, went, to, we went to Mexico uh, um, and this is the first time I've ever been to Mexico. And I was like, hey, it's not orange filtered like it is yeah. in the movies. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, God. I, I remember yeah, that. And I was like, there's no, like, you know, the guitar in the background playing. What do you mean Mexico is like Hollywood made it out to be? <laughs> I don't blame you, though. I mean, living there on the border, like, straight through to Mexico, like, that stuff resonated. Like, yeah. You totally could have been Laredo, like crossing yeah. the border there. So, I get it. I yeah. Get it. Um, but yeah, no. Taylor Sheridan has given me hope. As I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm a screenwriter, but I do try to write some stuff sometimes. Yeah. But he barely broke out in exactly like, yeah. 30s. So yeah. You know, it just it all it's all about opportunity. Oh man, like I've I've watched interviews of that guy, and like he's he's like I'm just a dude who likes riding horses and writing. Yeah. And it's like and look look at what that I mean. You're yeah. able he was able to buy like one of the biggest ranches in Texas because of that. Yep. So. He took his fandom and just manifested exactly. it. Exactly. You know, look at that. You know, guys, it all rolls back to fandoms. It really and does. that's what it is. Like, you know, we've had this wonderful tangent where we've talked about movies and all that stuff, but at the root of everything is it's fandoms. Yes. You know, Robert has his own podcast here. We have our own now. We're able to talk at length about our fandoms and even folks like Taylor Sheridan. And that's, I think, what, what, what our podcast is really going to be about is about fandom. It's That's what we want to bring out. We want to bring people who have fandom that... You know that maybe you are a big fan of, and not a lot of people know about, and that's what we want to bring. That's that's sure. exactly what our definitely our so. Is. You know, we everybody's got their own, you know, opinions, and they might know something that you don't about mm-hmm. a fandom. So it's it's just that's what this podcast is about is just hearing everybody's voice and yes, making conversation. Yes. And it can, and the thing is, it, it, it inspires people. It yeah. inspires people to maybe there's something that they've been wanting to do for the longest time, and you know because the f- they they've been a fan of it, but not, they've never realized there's other fans out there that may be also right. a fan of it, you know. And that's what this whole point or is. Or it just takes one other one that last voice to say, "Hey, man, get out and do it." Yeah. Yes. And just to be the one that you know there's yes. that tipping point, and they just jump out and buy their first mic to make their own podcast or to start streaming or whatever it is. Yes. Yes, and, exactly. um, yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. This is our going to be our longest episode today. We appreciate <laughs> you coming out, but I feel like we do have to stop this at a point or we'll probably, like you had we'll mentioned, be going. talking for three or four <laughs> hours. I'm sure we'll have you back. Oh, in well, other... without a doubt, yes. we'll definitely have appreciate you back it. on. I can't uh, wait to be back. And uh, you guys always got an in- open invite to the show. Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, I got some stuff in the works down the road that maybe I'll ask you guys to be a part of. And yeah, again, I'm a stickler for those '90s movies, so if you yeah, see something absolutely. On there, oh, yeah, man. catches your eye. Even if I don't have it on my list, I'll be like, well, "If you want to talk about it, we'll I'll add it on there." Most definitely. And, yeah, and um, if if y'all have anything that maybe he you any '90 movies that y'all are interested that y'all he can yeah. talk about, let him know. So well, definitely, we'll be posting all of the links to Robert's many podcasts and whatnot in the in the show notes on our Spotify. Yes. And as always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, on the Twitter as yeah. well. 
And I, um, do you guys have Twitter? Are y'all on? Twitter? We do have Twitter. Okay. We haven't started yes. with it yet, but we okay. are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll follow you on there so you can see us. And I, you, your your Instagram is still active, right? It was your personal <laughs> one that got hacked. My personal right? one got hacked, but gotcha. my my podcast the podcast account is, is still... good. Okay, okay perfect. Yeah so. yeah, so again, we'll post all of his links. That way, you definitely follow him, listen to him, and you know he's just like us when it comes to constructive criticism and comments. If you think this dude's just absolutely wild out in left field because he's got an opinion on a Marvel movie and you're right. <laughs> Let him know. Yes, yes. So thank you awesome. so much, yeah. guys, for tuning in. We greatly, really appreciate y'all. And thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank y'all. I'm the contact, I'm the